seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You Cafe. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you listeners of last week's question and discussion. Last week, Dr. Tasha Urich and I discussed the question, why is self-awareness rare? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be discussing the episode and the responses that we received. So first, I wanted to say a huge thank you to Tasha for coming onto the podcast. It was a complete honour to have her on and and have this conversation with her. As you could tell in the conversation, I was very enthusiastic and uh, really, really, um, really happy that she did, that she came on the podcast. And yeah, we we dove deep into so many aspects of of self-awareness and why it's so rare and why in her research she found like 90% of people uh, aren't self-aware. You know, she found that 10 to 15% of people are actually self-aware and she even found people who are highly self-aware and considered them the unicorns. So there was a few things that she mentioned that ways that people can improve their self-awareness so one of the ways is journaling but when you have a feeling to like when you have the 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 need to 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 journal like when something's happened when you're stressed when you want to um you know really like allow your thoughts to kind of um not be so cluttered when you needed to journal, that was the best time to journal. Another thing she mentioned was to do the daily check-ins, like say, you know, what went right today? What didn't go right today? And, you know, how could I improve the next day? Like what what could I do better? So these are some things that she found that helped uh, well, the people who had who are considered highly self-aware, things that they were doing to improve their self-awareness. The other thing too, and the thing this is a big thing here, and people uh, tend to think that, reflecting is self-awareness so some people you know some people say oh you're you're overthinking or you're thinking too much or you're reflecting too much it's not a matter of it being too much but it's a matter of people are reflecting or introspective incorrectly as Tasha mentioned in a in her research and what she found with those who are considered self highly self-aware is that people who were introspective correctly were asking themselves more what questions you know what questions empowered people made them find solutions made them um you know gave them strength but when people were asking themselves why question they tend to spiral and go into this like depressive like loop now the kinds of why questions i'm talking about because i've mentioned this to a number of people but they were like oh you know it's good to ask why this happens in the world and why that well i'm not talking about that i'm talking about on a personal self-reflective level where most people are it's like why did this happen to me oh why didn't i say that why didn't i do that those kinds of questions where most people see it uh, aren't helping. So if you find yourself spiralling when you're reflecting, 
take a deeper look and maybe you've been asking yourself these why questions instead of what questions. And it will help you like when you reframe questions and reframe, like change words and change the way that they're formed and the way they're said, it actually changes neurological pathways in your brain. It's scientifically proven that, the you know, I'm sure many of you have heard the thoughts that you use, the words that you use, change your neurological pathway it changes these pathways in your mind it changes your mindset it changes your mindset you know from having like a fixed mindset to a growth mindset it changes your mood it changes your well-being it changes your your frequencies it changes you you're at a higher frequency you're in in more of an alignment as well with with uh with you know your passions with what you feel that you're meant to be doing in this world a lot of factors are involved when you use, when you change the words that you use. When you change the words that you use, you're changing your thoughts as well. So it's like you're like you're reprogramming your mind to, to change these thoughts with the words that you're using. See, our minds have been programmed to focus on negative things, and and throughout evolution, that's it was made like that to protect us, but. And now when we are so focused and negative thoughts tend to just come to our mind so easily, it actually we have to retrain our brain to think positively. We have to retrain our brain to just naturally have positive thoughts because for a positive thought to arise for many people, it takes actually a lot of work. So, yeah, that all starts with the words that you're using, the words that are coming out of your mouth. Really be conscious of of these words and and you immediately like, you'll see within days how reframing your mind and how your mood changes and how a lot of shift, a lot of things shift. I don't know it's easier said than done. We all have those moments where like things aren't going well and you just want to like, you know, say bad things or get angry or say hurtful things, like not even necessarily to anybody, but just to the world. But um, if you can like pause in those moments and just like take a breath and then reframe your words it will really reframe your your mindset and your and your mood and your well-being um yeah so that's just the <laughs> what i thought that you know i think it's important that we um that we talk about these things and um and we we make changes that are necessary for to better ourselves and it will help also better our relationships with others and yeah and it all comes back down to like we mentioned in the episode everything comes down to self-awareness like oh your empathy people like empathy you know empathy has to do with self-awareness but um having a uh emotional intelligence has to do with self-awareness it's all relative they're all like linked in together so as as best as you can and and um you know no one's perfect and and Tasha has so much um, empathy for, you know, for everyone and that she, even for herself, like, you know, it's a something and it's an ongoing thing and it's something what's great about self-awareness is it's something that can be developed. And that's the, I think the key here. It's something that you can always work on and improve. So yeah, let's, let's uh, have a look at the responses that we receive. We received so many responses to this podcast conversation. I'm so happy with all the responses that we received. I chose three responses, uh, one from San Francisco, one from Berlin, and one from India. So the first response was from Claire from San Francisco. Claire said, this episode was incredibly insightful and informative. This conversation really made me think about so much. 
I'm grateful to have heard it and would love for it to be shared with many as it will help us all improve our behaviours and ways of thinking. I never thought about how self-awareness is connected with being present. Many are in their own world and seem to be heading to the self-absorption path. Well, thank you, Claire, for, for I hope that this episode and conversation is shared with many and I think it's, yeah, it's beneficial. Um, it can help so many people. Um, and, yeah, there's so many great, great uh, little uh, nooks in there that can help us improve our self-awareness and make us more aware of different things. And I, I'm glad that you you mentioned as well self-awareness and how, you know, I raised that question to Tasha and how I was wondering if there was a correlation with being self-awareness and being self-aware and being present. And she found that, yeah, they did see that there was a correlation with self-awareness and, and, and mindfulness. For me, I would say like mindfulness and being present. I, I, I understand that mindfulness is a way of of um, for people to reach and be more present. They're like it's a it's a part like a tool. It's more of a tool. Um, I I have uh, found that uh, that I think self aware the, the people in in my life that I would consider self aware and and they're, they're like. If we're looking at it from a like like really self-aware level, I would say there's maybe two people, maybe three, uh, out of uh, everyone that I know and everyone that I met. And like if we look at the the criteria and so on, it there aren't many at all. Like the people tend to be a lot of the time focused on their internal self-awareness and not so much on their external self-awareness. And I think. Because people aren't so focused on their external self-awareness, that's where they're not connecting to being present. So if people are focused as well on the external self-awareness and the person who they're talking to, uh, what the person's saying in front of them, what, you know, uh, trying to listen to the person in front of them, trying to understand what the, you know, the, the topic that the person's talking about or where they're going with this or instead of, you know, in your own world about it and needing to just, you know, having that need to respond without actually listening to the person in front of you or being present with them and still kind of staying in your own world. You know, I think there's a there's been um, a lot of that happening and, and people are falling more into self-absorption, the path, and it has to do with many factors. Uh, you know, one big one I think a lot of people will, will you know, agree with is technology and people people being addicted to their phones. I'm not going to even say social media. People just being addicted to their phones. Like people are just on their screen, in their hands, you know, the phone's in their hand 24-7. All they're doing is staring at their screen, you know, clicking on all these applications and just clicking, you know. They're like becoming robots to to their phones. Um, I think, you know, so many of us see see that happening with people around us. It could be friends, family, relatives, even randoms in restaurants. Like how many times, you know, have you ever gone to like have lunch or have breakfast or even just walk past a restaurant and all these people are there together having a brunch or dinner or, 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 or whatever it may be and they're socialising, but everybody's on their phone. And it's not like for a minute someone's like, hey, let me show you this thing. It's like literally people sitting there for half an hour, an hour, and everyone's on their phone and no one's talking. Like it's, you know, it happens even one-on-one. I've seen like people one-on-one, no one's talking, everyone's sitting on their phone. And in group settings as well, like it's becoming like a, a significant, I think, I think the real pandemic, 
honestly that's that, you know people's lack of being present like so many people are just in their own worlds and i understand like i'm not talking about being in your own world because something's happening in your life like this a situation and you know um it's causing anxiety and stress and so on because something's happening i'm talking about not being present all the time where it's like okay life's happening with all of us but people are just deteriorating and they're finding themselves addicted to their phones and they're just never present with the, with their friends and with anyone who they're with like people have to always repeat themselves to them you know four five six seven times because they're just not there now i've noticed this around me like some certain uh certain, you know people around me i'm just like where are they and like even if you pause and you're silent sometimes they they realize and they and then sometimes they're just still they're just stuck in their own worlds they don't even realize that you ha- they were having a conversation with you so yeah no i think uh self-absorption is, is on the rise and uh, you know a lot of it has to do i think with addiction of phones and just people's inability to to, to be present and so self-awareness is just becoming i'm sure it's not even going to be 10 percent at one point maybe in a few years it's like oh only one percent of people less than or less than one percent of people are self-aware like it, you know it's kind of frightening uh, i think in, in my opinion thank you claire for that uh for that um, your perspective there and raising that that question our second response is from danny from berlin danny said if so many people are not self-aware as you found in your study 90 percent of people were not self-aware why are so many thinking they are when they are not that's a great question, Danny. You know what? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, why are people thinking they're self-aware when they're not? You know, how about listeners? How about you sending your perspectives on this question? That's a, that's a really good question. I don't know. You know, people people may think they're, you know, it's like saying people like, oh, you are you intelligent? Yeah, I'm intelligent. I'm smart. I'm smart. Like everyone's going to say they're smart. Like I'm sure it's the same thing. Like people, people are to find it hard to admit they don't know something. Uh, I, and a lot of the time too, like if you talk about self-awareness with people, in in it's like a word used in maybe the Western world, and it's not so much. Sometimes in some languages and cultures, there's no word for self-awareness. Um, but even in the in, in cultures where there is the word for like Western world, like there's a word for self-awareness. If you if you ask people, like I'm sure you know people that go on the streets and ask questions and all these things, ask people what is self-awareness, and I, and I can guarantee you that most people don't even know. Most people don't know what self-awareness is. Most people aren't like aware of the actual definition most people most people don't know what it is at all so it's like you don't know what it is like yeah i must have it all these other people are saying they have it i must have it too right maybe maybe it's a matter of that or or maybe um you know people don't even know what it is so they're saying that they, they have it or maybe they're associating it with maybe intelligence or being educated or or um uh, being able to think about things or just reflect maybe it's something simple as that you know um that's how they're perceiving it and and, that, and that's why they're saying that's why a big number are saying that they're self-aware when they're actually not because they don't even know what it is you know i wonder even in the western world when did that word come into like the word wherever in whichever culture that has that word available to them is that a new word is that like or is that a word that's been around all the time like you know like how when did this this word self-awareness even even come up um and and why is it absent in some cultures as well you know there's so many other questions that arise when you when you think about this right um and yeah that's my my theory like yeah people don't know don't know what it is and and uh they're assuming it's something else and so they think they they have it 
what do you think, Danny? Like, I'd like to hear your perspective and uh, on that one. And yeah, listeners, please send in your responses to this question. The, our third response is from Raji from India. Raji said, with this rise in self-absorption, it makes me think, does this have a relationship or correlation with a drop in IQ and EQ? Great question there, Raji. Uh, I, according to some research, like uh, apparently in the last 50 years since technology, they have seen a drop in IQ and EQ. And they're related. They're also saying that even though usually they say 80% of your IQ comes from your parents. So even if your parents do have a high IQ, you're now there's been a significant drop in children's IQs and EQs, even though there's so much more information and there's so much uh, we have um, more tools to gain knowledge and so on. But I think you know, I'm not saying technology is bad because I'm using technology right now and there's so many benefits and ways to use technology. But I think it's still back to what we talked about earlier, like this addiction to your phone and swiping and clicking, swiping and clicking and watching 100, you know, how many videos are people watching you swipe, swipe, swipe and hours and hours and hours and hours, swipe, swipe, swipe. Like that to me, I think is detrimental to the brain and it's like brain cells, people losing brain cells, people are losing um, ways of, of connecting and connectivity. When you connect, with people a study was found that when you're connecting with people on a deeper level you actually improve your creativity especially when you're connecting with people from different cultures to you your creativity enhances significantly and also when people aren't connecting which is what we're, we're losing connection right now people the rates of depression and anxiety have increased and they're going through the roof right now it's it's becoming you know it's uh, significant so that they're losing the ability to connect there's an increase in, in mental health issues and there's a drop in in iq and eq because you know when you're when you're stuck in a lot of these um you know in some of these uh, mental health conditions you're stuck on a like a loop almost like it's hard for you to break the cycle and break neurological pathways and especially too like being depressed and sitting on your phone just just scrolling through videos or or like tapping and liking and, and all of that that's there um, you know no research has shown that to be beneficial for anybody so you know there's there's it makes sense why there's been a you know a drop in iq and eq um in the last in the last 50 years but i'm you know I, I'm I'm also wondering where that study was from, and also you know what kind of uh, you know sample size of people did they use? Like I'm sure you know there are groups of people who who you know they're improving their IQ and EQ, and it's not changing. But I'm sure that has to do with their amount of time that they're that they or the way they're using technology instead of sitting there through all these videos and just swiping up and swiping and all of that. Maybe they're going on the internet and actually looking up information and reading things and so on like that like there's a different way of using technology instead of like kind of you know defining that you know brain cells are are deteriorating in people who are spending hours on like swiping on you know just all kinds of videos on like tiktok and and youtube shorts and and instagram reels and wherever a snapchat all of these videos um you know and it's so available to everybody you know Sitting for there for hours and hours a day is not going to help or improve anyone's EQ or IQ. Um, so yeah, it makes sense why as well. Like you know, when you're in, dropping in 
EQ and IQ, your your EQ has to do with your self-awareness as well. Your emotional intelligence has to do with your self-awareness. You're losing empathy as well for people because you're losing the ability to connect with people. You're losing empathy. So you're becoming more self-absorbed. So it's like so, so many things that are detrimental if you're not watching and like, you know, really assessing and observing what's happening in your mind and how you're spending your time with technology. So, yeah, great that you brought this up, Raji, and, uh, you know, I hope people are, are bearing that in mind and and, um, and not falling kind of like, you know, falling into this autopilot with their telephones and, and being kind of addicted to them and, and technology. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for these lovely responses. And I always have to, like, to say that it really has nothing to do with intellect. And it's great to hear these responses from all over the world. It really helps us all gain perspective and it opens up, you know, different different doors in our mind. When you've never heard a question before and then someone from another part of the world raises a question, you're like, whoa, I've never, you know, never thought of this question. It really unlocks things in the mind and it really helps, helps you gain perspective and it really helps you understand and and uh, understand yourself better and in doing that understanding others better so thank you so much everybody for for um you know these perspectives and it helps us all gain a clearer picture um of who we are and how we can develop so looking forward to next week's get to know you cafe thank you for listening to get to know you cafe if you enjoyed this podcast tag me at get to know you podcast be sure to listen to tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next thursday on the get to know you cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic if you have any topics you would like us to discuss be sure to tag me in a post with your question join us every thursday on the get to know you cafe